What's going on, guys? AJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. Um, I have not been as active as I usually tend to like to be, and I do apologize for that. So I will be doing my best to try to produce and pump out some content here at least at an every other day um, at every other day pace. So I just want to talk today about kind of understanding psychological principles as it relates and correlates to, um, you know, understanding your people, understanding how to really create a, 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 you know, high level producing team, how to really cultivate an experience that is beneficial for the people that you are working with. And again, going back to the first thing I said, kind of understanding the psychological principles. I think, you know, in the world of leadership today, there's a lot of tactics, a lot of tools, a lot of resources for HR professionals, for executives, right? You know, for the founders, for the CEOs, for the managers, for the CTOs, for the COOs that are very tactic based. Uh, but there's 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 not um, there's a lot of content out there, but there's not as many people like us that look like us, that talk like us, that do the work that we do, that are diving into uh, some of the psychological principles, that are diving into um, psychology, sociology, that are diving into neuroscience, that are diving into some of the other ancillary pieces that are connected to the overall high arching work that we're doing as it pertains to human beings. So I just want to dive into a few that I think uh, is pretty important that I know for a fact you guys will understand as I go through them. So some of the psychological principles that uh, that directly correlate and connect to the people that we're serving is, for example, like someone's individual learning process. That is a psychological element that a lot of leaders think about at times from an L&D perspective. But again, at the at the at, at a macro level, at a scale level, it's not happening to the to the to the scale and to the size that I would like to. And I'm sure a lot of you guys would like to as well. And so for me, when I think about the psychological principles as it pertains to learning process and learning experiences, you know, I tend to think about myself, right? Um, something that I've talked about jokingly, but I, I think I want to talk about more in a, in a serious tone and, a, and, a, and from a serious perspective. Um, I suffer from severe ADD. I've been suffering from this since I was about 10 years old. Uh, I took medicine for about 15 years, and then I've started to taper off over the last eight or nine years. And for me, um, for me, ADD has been something that, that that has definitely hindered my ability to consume information, that's hindered my ability to read at times, hindered my ability to articulate thoughts in a very succinct and packaged way. Uh, you guys may even hear me on this podcast stuttering over things, jumping around to different perspectives and different thoughts, and that's because my brain is wired that way. And what I think we need to understand from a psychological perspective, if you have an employee that does suffer from ADD or that does suffer from ADHD or does that or that does suffer from some other mental illness or some other mental ailment, I think that's something we need to start recognizing and start respecting and understanding and then try to figure out how we can meet them where they are and be empathetic towards that from a strategic perspective. But the first key, the first step is at least at a psychological principle level, understanding that everyone has different learning processes and learning systems and learning and learning abilities and capabilities. And you have to be cognizant of that. It really, it really upsets 
me when I see learning and development programs or even simple workflows that are so um, traditional, right? Like this is how we do it here at Company X and you have to follow suit. And if you cannot follow suit, we will deem you as someone that is not uh, productive or that is not a great culture fit or just won't be a good employee here. And you're, you're, you're not able to uh, live up to the expectations that we need. And that may not be the case. It may just simply be the case that it takes a leader to have a few thoughtful conversations and learn someone's background and figure out they have a different learning process. So that is one aspect of the psychological principles that I need every single leader to understand that I think there's a lot of content and a lot of conversation and a lot of buzz surrounding this, but I need you guys to get at a very granular, tangible level and start to really, you know, put your money where your mouth is, right? A lot of you guys are writing blogs, making thoughtful pieces of content, saying that you care about each and every person's individual learning process, but your tactics, your actions, the way that you're designing your workflows, the way that you are willing to be flexible and shifting and changing things based off of someone's reality, that is not showing up as much as I would like it to show up. So that's one thing I want you guys to think about. Another thing I want you guys to think about are motivation techniques. Every single person is motivated by different things. I know for me, I'm very much motivated uh, from the lens of like, I like to be, I, I just like to be heard. For me, you know, I, I don't necessarily have to have all the money in the world. I don't necessarily have to get all the credit in the world. I like to be a part of a team, but I like to be heard and I like to be respected. And I, and I like it. I like it when I know when I know I have a great idea or when I know I have a great perspective. I like that perspective to be tested and flushed out, not assume that it's not going to work or not assume that I don't have the context or not assume that I'm not ready to 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 kind of step up to the plate and take on that responsibility. Let's actually put things into action and hear me out and get my perspective. There are other people that have motivation techniques and things that drive them through the lens of finances, through the lens of, um, uh, you know, through the lens of, of, of molding things around them at a personal level, through the lens of giving them space and allowing them to have autonomy and allowing them to work at a very independent level. Everyone has different motivational triggers and experiences. And again, from a psychological level, it is your job as a leader to understand that. Again, I see too many leaders that are doing cookie cutter motivational tactics where they're assuming that 84k versus 60k is going to is going to increase someone's motivation or they're assuming that giving someone autonomy giving someone freedom and someone space and not following up with them and not putting them in collaborative moments will increase someone's motivation or increase someone's productivity when that may not be the case they may be a person that is more skewed towards collaboration uh, environments and workflows and experiences and are not as fond of of siloed work. So you need to really understand the motivation and the workflow and the perspectives of that person at a psychological level. Um, the last thing I think I want to talk about is I want to go to, I have a long list of here, guys. Um, the last thing I think I want to go about is job design and work stress. This is actually a key one that I think a lot of leaders need to have a consistent pulse check. Um, so there's actually one tactic that I've utilized throughout my career um, which is called like life checks. So, you know, I had this perspective that, you know, is, is, is pretty accurate, but, uh, you know, it, it definitely changes based off of someone's personal context. But I had this perspective that called it every 45 days, something 
pardon my French, something fucked up in life happens, right? Something bad, you know, something goes wrong. Uh, a car, a car goes down, unexpected finances kicks in, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, an argument with the wife, uh, you know, uh, a disagreement with the child. Um, the, 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 the children are going through different nuances of growing and that's, and that's taking a lot out of you and your wife or you and your husband, um, perspectives and motivations in life professionally changed, personally changed. A number of things can change someone's overall perspectives and that can cause stress. And so you need to understand that at a psychological level. And then when you jumping down to the job design and the work design, you have to take into account the outside stress, the outside variables at a psychological level, and then put that into the mixing bowl, if you will, when you're trying to determine how you're going to design someone's job, how you're going to design someone's workflow, how you're going to design someone's day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, all those things take into account. Um, Again, I'm just not a big fan of, you know, uh, leave your problems at home. I'm not a big fan of this is work. That's your personal life. It's just life to me. And I think the, the faster leaders in companies and brands recognize that the faster we will develop jobs that are more crafted and more developed around nuances. That actually is one thing that I think COVID-19 is going to help, which is we are now having to deal with the real life circumstances of kids, of family members, of sicknesses, of different perspectives, of priority shifting. And I think this is going to get us closer to really understanding that we are humans. We're not machines. We're not robots. Not everyone is going to be able to have the same mental capacity and energy and being able to never hold the same amount of stress. And so we need to individualize that at a psychological level. Uh, And then to put a bow on that piece as it pertains to work stress, that is another piece, right? Everyone takes work stress and can handle different levels of work stress. Me personally, I can handle a lot of it, like a lot of it. And it's because I've been through so much shit in my life. I've been through my father passing away at 18. I got myself into a lot of trouble at 19. I've dealt with a lot of things happening in my personal life, with my family, with girlfriends, with my mother, with my dad, with my sister. I've dealt with a lot of things at a personal mental health perspective. I've just, I've dealt with a very dear close friend and a brother die out of nowhere. Um, I've dealt with uh, a lot of other things happening at a professional level where I thought I was going to make it and then I failed. I thought I was going to make it, then I failed. I thought I was going to make it, then I failed. I have a lot of Teflon, a lot of thick skin that I cannot ultimately assume that everyone else around me is going to have, right? I can't assume that Derek over there in the marketing division is going to have the same Teflon that I have. I can't assume that Susan, who was my colleague in the HR department, is going to have the same Teflon that I have. And that is another piece of the psychological principles that every single leader must understand. Just because you can endure and and, and take on a certain level of stress as a manager does not mean the next manager needs to and has to take on the same amount of stress that you are willing to take on and you are willing and able to handle. So, um... I think I've ranted enough. I think I've given you guys enough nuggets, but um, just think about this, right? Just think about your job as an HR professional, as an employee experience director, as a CEO, as a founder, as a manager, as a leader. Think of yourself more than a person that's going to be nice, that's going to be pleasant, that's going to create awesome experiences, and that's going to do your job well. Think of your think of you guys as from a, from a psychological lens, right? From a psychiatry lens. Try to go a little bit deeper into understanding some of the core psychological pillars 
pillars, the neuroscience pillars that are really the foundation of someone's brain. Because the last time I checked, you guys are still leading humans. You're not leading leading robots. You're not leading machines. You're leading humans that have emotions, that have perspectives, that have feelings, that are going through shit. And so when it comes to learning processes, when it comes to motivation techniques, when it comes to job design and work stress, when it comes to training, when it comes to, um, you know, uh, you know, understanding process, when it comes to job satisfaction, everyone has a different perspective. Everyone has a different experience. Everyone has a different feeling. And you have to understand why that is at the psychological level in order for you to be successful long term in my personal perspective. So I don't know. Hopefully this was able to uh, hopefully this is valuable. Hopefully I was able to bring value and uh, yeah, I'll continue to move on with my day. You guys stay safe. You guys stay clean. Um, please uh, know that life is going to inevitably get back to normal and we will all be OK. Thanks a lot, guys.